Hello everybody and welcome to Screw You, the only light in your life that still shines despite it being stage 6 load shedding. Today, I will be doing the very first installment of Is No Megloe. This is going to be a new sub-series on Screw You where I talk about whatever it is journalists thought was important enough to write a full news article about. I decided to do this because I'm still somehow burnt out from my last episode. Like, I did not realize this until I sat down and was like, let me brainstorm for the next episode. And I came up with an idea and I wrote it down and I typed out like literally half the script. And I was like, you know what? The combos are not communicating. This is not firing up my brain loins. And so I can't put this out into the world. But you know what? What was firing up my brain loins? What lit a fire under my neurotransmitters in the brain? Are neurotransmitters a thing? I think so. I did life science like three years ago. But what was doing that for me was stuff I saw on the News 24 app. And so here we are. <laughs> so um, I... I'm going to do this because I want to just uh, consolidate sort of the things that I'm reading on the news and share it with you guys and share my opinions on different things that I'm seeing being reported. So there's going to be different sections within these episodes of Is No Megloe. Yes, it is mandatory for me to use the accent every single time. But they'll consist out of four segments as of now. I think I might change it maybe in the future. We'll see. So the sections are, damn bro, on a Tuesday which is news that I'll share my serious opinions about. Um, and then we have, why is this news, which is news that really should not be news. The next one is, the pause don't need to know it, which is just subscriber-only news. I'll only be able to read the titles of the uh, articles and maybe a short excerpt if they give them, because I'm not going to subscribe to News24 and give them money. I have is DMA. And then there'll be a bonus round, because why not? Which is when I'll just like, because I prepare the comments on it beforehand. So for this one, I'll just like scroll and close my eyes and whatever I find my finger on is whatever I'll talk about. Um, So I'll probably change the names of these segments at some point, as I just said, if I can come up with something funnier. But for now, the decision is final. Once the votes have been counted, you you need to leave tribal. I go count the votes. That was supposed to be so much funnier. But I forgot how that guy says the exact words. And then this is definitely going to be uh, my least polished episode for this new series because I didn't do any like proper in-depth background research for especially the parts for Dambro on a Tuesday. So in future episodes, I definitely, future episodes of Islamic Glory, no, Islamic Glory, I will definitely do proper background research and go through sources outside of the news articles. But for now, it'll just be the source material and um i hope you can forgive me for not doing that <laughs> a couple of days ago i had load shedding for 10 hours so you can only imagine how elated i was when gwedemandashe said that escom can end load shedding in six months gwedemandashe is the current minister of mineral resources and energy shell's number one groupie and the guy who said he would shut down universities to teach feast must fees must fall protesters a lesson despite being a self-proclaimed communist <laughs> in any event after they held their 55th national conference the anc decided to quote move certain state-owned entities back into their relevant portfolios as a result escom has been removed from the department of public enterprises under pra- pravin godan to the department of mineral resources and energy 
Mandasha has openly criticized ESCOM for quite a while now. Just last month, he said that in failing to put an end to to load shedding, the CEO of ESCOM as well as his team are, quote, actively agitating for the overthrow of the state. He also noted that ESCOM has 48,000 megawatts connected to the grid, but that it gives South Africans only 26,000 megawatts. He says that there's 22,000 megawatts that is idling but connected. It is not decommissioned, which basically means that it is literally there, just unused. Personally, I don't like Mandashe, but he definitely has some solid points, right? So... I think, first of all, people really underestimate how easy it is to roll out certain public services or resources or products, I guess. Uh, so it is definitely possible to mitigate the certain issues from ESCOM within a six-month time frame, right? He mentioned as well that even without us diversifying to like, um, what is it, the word that I'm looking for, sustainable energy sources or even making use of like nuclear resources we can literally just work well with coal for the time being like in the interim and that's definitely true right we have so much coal <laughs> literally so much coal the problem is just mostly like how they say that the different adapters or whatever just keep breaking down from lack of um maintenance which is definitely not a problem of the resources themselves which is like a thing that i think is problematic that people constantly think that um that like the problem is that we're using coal itself yes we should stop using coal but the reason why we have load shedding is not because we use coal it's because of lack of maintenance as i said which is also like a thing that spreads beyond escom right we are having um literally the pipes for water breaking down and now we don't have water we have water shedding but me like in my township i think last week for three days there was no water because of this whole thing of like breakdowns within the like pipage sewage system whatever it is but my family lives right right beneath the reservoir so we weren't really impacted by that but like you know it's like this thing of like it's a it's like a, a thing where why you... but i guess at the same time governments aren't really gonna prioritize okay at least governments as they currently exist i'm going to prioritize uh, updating things like the pipe hitch whatever because you can't really like brag about that because it's like not pretty how do you say hey guys vote for us we are the reason why you're not swimming in sewage <laughs> even like you know what i'm saying so with that being said even though i just said that like we should prioritize maintenance in the interim to kind of mitigate the worst impacts of escom there is definitely a need to get alternative power sources. And um, these can be as diversified as possible, right? Uh, I don't know. I want to talk, I don't want to talk too much about like solar panels and who's better, who's worse, because I don't know, right? Um, solar panels are definitely good, but yeah, they're a bit more expensive to install from what I know. And then there's also the f way of maintaining it and with the dust and stuff like, but hey, it is definitely necessary for us to get power sources outside of coal um because maybe so we can stop killing the planet for the most part then the next one is like i think and like when i was reading this thing it took like multiple reads for me to even like realize this but there's a huge problem with the way that our like okay, this is not something i found out from the article but like something that it was like hey man why was ESCOM under the, the Department of Public Enterprises in the first place? Like, there's a huge problem with the fact that we have such a ministerial, a huge ministerial board in the first place. The other day, I was looking through, like, 
what are the different departments and there's literally a department of the presidency and then another department called the department of the department of presidency for women youth and people with disabilities and i'm like hey man is this not the same thing why must there be an offshoot of the same function and they're also saying that like we also have with this one the the minister even the department of mineral resources and energy there's also this then it's separated from the department of mining as if the two and <laughs> like yeah just a huge thing but according to the national government of south africa just going back to the department of public enterprises the vision of the department department of public enterprises is to drive investment productivity and transformation in the department's portfolio of state-owned companies their customers their customers and suppliers so as to unlock growth drive industrialization create jobs and develop skills why would escom even fall under this portfolio i just struggle to understand why the only the only institution that can produce electricity why would even be a thing where like we're putting it here right because it shouldn't be this weird thing where you're prioritizing like sort of making profits over the like provision of electricity (laughs) but at this point like people you know (sighs) yeah dang and so the last thing i want to tackle is um the portion of the article where Guadama Tasha says that ESCOM and its CEOs are actively agitating for the overthrow of the state, which like technically kind of true, <laughs> because whenever you kind of have these conditions where um something that should be working well isn't working well and people understand that it can work well, it's kind of an agitating factor for them to kind of do something to make it stop. Uh, but I don't know if the way he's thinking about it is the same way that I might, it might happen in reality. Uh, I don't know what perspective he's coming from in his sayings, right? Because, you know, the this, the fact that, like, they lay on top where Gwede Mantasha claims to be a communist. I'm guessing he was also part of the South African Communist Party. So I wonder when he says overthrow the state, by whom he's referring to. Is he referring to people who actually understand the literature that he claims to espouse or is he talking about maybe like right-wing radical africanists because hey they are on their rise right um if you look through escom suppose and you're somehow linked to the database for any settlement that is primarily white you will see you will see how eh? you will see something it's 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 very scary over there because you'll find people saying or no there was no loading under state africa but there's always loading under south africa well die you were the only ones who got electricity <laughs> but outside of that it's like it's it's just very like you see this is one of those things where like there's so many thoughts that i have about this but i don't know how to like explain that like there might be some truth in what he's saying uh, I don't know from which perspective he is saying that, but you know there is maybe where there is smoke, there is fire, as the kids say. And like as the old people say, I don't think kids really say that anymore. Everyone goes, where there is smoke, there is a tire on fire. <laughs> <laughs> He is a grifter. He is a free thinker. He is Kanye West, and now he is reportedly married. Um, personally, I don't care about Kanye West, and I am not even going to talk about his alleged marriage because that would defeat, um, 
the purpose of what I'm about to say. Which is my main argument is gonna basically be that we should really stop paying attention to celebrities. <laughs> like as I have grown up, I have never actually I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, I probably have. I've never been obsessed with any particular celebrity ever before in my life, whether it's a boy band or a actor or an artist like literally no one who's in the public eye has ever been so important to me that i'm obsessed with them to the extent that people tend to, like stands tend to do on the internet and there's probably other factors that make it so that they could and i couldn't but i'm just saying about my personal experience and over time i've realized that there's their function has come to be like this thing where they exist to kind of control our attention and to divert it or to is that what I want to divert to remove it from more pressing matters that exist in real life. So instead of thinking about the fact that um electricity like what the petrol has gone up by six rand and it went down by five cents and we're celebrating the five cent decrease, but we're not realizing that six rands is way more than five cents we're instead thinking about how Kanye West is made so um I just feel like we should stop doing that and um I don't I this is another why is this news section because why is anything that another celebrity does ever news now that day we had um Binja having his funeral there was 50 million rand allegedly uh and I'm like this guy hasn't even made a hit since 2009. Why do we care about him? And it was paid with money, allegedly, of the state. Allegedly. So, yeah. It's this weird thing where, like, why are these people more important? Like, why is this person's death more important than someone else's who is not in the public eye? Like, I will never say, oh my goodness, gone too soon. Or, ah, he was such a legend for someone I don't know. Never. Maybe if it's like someone who's like, oh, my parent died, I'm like, ah, skis. But like, a celebrity, come on. I don't need to be mourning their life, literally. So, it's just the thing where I'm like, we should really divest from the in celebrity industrial complex. And so I have a few things that you can do instead of care about literally anything Kanye West does. Such as, go on a walk. If you can't go on a walk in your particular area, then just chill outside in the backyard if you can't chill in the backyard then just take a seat on your sofa and just think about life or not and not even in a bad way just like think about something that makes you happy focus on it stare at the sky look at the lovely clouds look at the lovely blue sky if you are currently near a blue sky if you are currently under a gray sky look at that instead you can eat some ice cream there's never a bad time to eat ice cream in my opinion you can play a mobile phone game you can talk to a loved one you can read a book anything except pay attention to them and the next thing i want to talk about is is the fact that a celebrity such as Kanye West has a mental illness in this case bipolar disorder an excuse for his behavior i feel like many people have had a conversation about this so it's probably tried at this point but i do want to say that i agree that no it is not right especially when he consciously decides to not drink his medicine and um he goes out and he says like things that are <laughs> out of pocket <laughs> to say the least so no there's no excuse for that and i do want to think about how weird it is that people want to extend grace to against celebrities because of the like the almost cult-like mentality that they have towards them 
where like you are more willing to extend a grace or sympathy towards this person than you are towards someone who you may have more interest aligned with in your own personal life right because when someone on the street who may have the same disorder like uh, mental illness as Kanye West says something weird we're like ah live and love it weird we laugh we don't think oh my goodness but he's dealing with xyz the person just becomes a quick pariah and then it just ends there which uh you know again it's like this thing where you just have to consciously decide not to pay attention to them because one thing i've realized in life is like if you're being told to focus on one thing what is it that you're not you're, you're being made to not think about in that particular moment so it's like a very tiring way of going through life to a certain extent but like think about it if you are being told to think about Kanye West what is it that's happening in the financial sphere in the legal sphere in the political realm that may shock you that might anger you that might agitate you to overthrow the state that them that like media houses may want you to not think about in that moment so yeah that's my two cents on this guy um and that's the only thing he should ever get a fictional two cents thank you make my money yay so the next thing i want to talk about is the long-standing tradition that has been present in these old boy schools which is sexual assault grooming um rape anything of that nature and uh it's very interesting to me how much that sort of culture of violence has been inculcated in these historically white uh schools literally from their inception many of which started in that period around the early the beginning of the 20th century and have just remained a constant factor in these schools to this day so in the for subscribers only article that i'm referring to they talk about a former teacher who has been charged for sex crimes at an elite cape town schools and then he has been accused of this in that school in south africa but he also has charges in the uk so i find it very interesting that this is behind the paywall because (laughs) literally you're talking about this stuff which is actually very common the common like the the the, the assault of kids especially in these all boys schools because we had news about it in park town boys the other year and then in many others that i just forgot or didn't know about in depth and I remember that in the Parkton boys one, it was a water polo water polo teacher who did this to the boys at that high school. And I think first of all that the fact that it's put behind a paywall is and that the school is not even mentioned explicitly sort of is a protect protectionist sort of tactic because it is an elite school and the school itself does not make any comment, I'm assuming. And um, I actually found the an article that actually talks about what was included in the News 24 article from Cape Town, etc. Let me just... Yes, Cape Town, etc. Where they actually talk about who this person is. I don't know. It's so interesting to me how these institutions that bred violent people were also violent within themselves, in their cultures, like their war cries and uh, their... What is hazing? And also, like that the people who were produced by these schools would go in and join governments that would inflict violence upon the majority of the country and sometimes not in like explicitly but covertly and like uh, 
how this continues to be the case to this very day and what i what i found funny from reading the cape town etc article is that the new headmaster of this school was basically they do mention the name of the school in the cape town etc article but he basically said that in order to combat what he knew happened in the school historically is by for instance putting a window on the doors where they know that teachers will be talking one-to-one with their students and i'm like is that the solution really because <laughs> just putting a window i don't know how much of a how much it'll change fundamentally which is again a thing where you kind of have to think to yourself that like how much can you expect to change within one institution when it seems to be like a very big systemic problem because it's like a thing where you see consistently in many of these old boy schools like so many across the country and it's so interesting to me what i like it's bred into the way that they operate like i remember that during that whole park town saga there were people saying that no it's a part of the culture you have to do this like you have to go through this in order to become a man like it's and i'm like yeah you have to be assaulted to become a man yeah it's it's very interesting to me how this is kind of posed in a way and then how like this can be juxtapositioned with um sort of transitions to manhood that is like shown by other uh peoples you know like and also like just this type of violence i also was reading a different article but i I didn't want to talk about this one in this episode because i'm like okay i want to make a proper episode on it about the rise of gang violence in different areas in the country particularly the one that they're speaking about was cape town gang gang violence and how learners are afraid to go, go back to school because of it that now there's even kids as young as nine years old who are partaking in the gang violence in that particular city so it's like so interesting how the because of the very rotten system the very rotten uh state of affairs that we live under have created violence but that it manifests so differently in these different like communities in cape town there it's very overt very like blatant because of the gun violence and all that stuff in these proper you know very rich very old schools it's violence through like sexual assault it's hush hush keep quiet don't mention it and we won't we won't comment on it we're gonna fix it by putting a window in the door then there's violence in like in maybe townships with like the, the crew and stuff and it's like just so interesting how differently manifest but that it's like an offshoot of the same thing basically like it's like the same branch of schools being a breeding ground for violence but it comes back to the root like the the same they have the same root essentially I don't know, man. Everybody loves to eat China, it would appear. Because recently, the Chinese government has decided to buy shares in Alibaba, Tencent, Tencent, I don't know, and other tech companies according to the Financial Times. So this is why my random pick article, and it is from the Business Insider US. It says China is reportedly buying Tencent shares that give the Communist Party special rights. Ha, gosh, you know, the thing that's always so funny about these um, capitalist news reporting sites is that, as I've said multiple times, they purport to be independent, impartial, and completely not influenced by the government, which is a lie, right? So, 
the difference between them and what is going on in China is that the Chinese government is being very clear in saying, look, we're go- we want to regulate what you guys are feeding to our citizens. Whereas with <laughs> the new reporting sites in our countries, it's like, you f- you don't, like, it's, it seems as if norm- normal, like, what is like, it's obvious that they're being regulated by a government, but they don't want to admit it, which is so interesting to me because on the one hand, you have sort of, like, let me, propaganda is a heavy-handed word and it has many implications. But on the other hand, the propaganda is not clearly stated as what it is. And on the other hand, it is. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is, I remember that the other day I saw a tweet. It's not the other day, quite a while ago. I saw a tweet where someone was furious that the Chinese government is not allowing their, like, young kids in China to watch TikTok for a very long time. So, in China, they regulate it to a specific amount and they don't get the same content as we do in the rest of the world. So, they also regulate the kind of content that is shown on TikTok. So, they were doing a comparison. I think it was, it's something called 60 minutes, 60, whatever. Where, and then they found out that in America kids at oh what is that kids who are 10 years old say that they want to be influencers when they're older but kids the same age in china say that when they're old they want to be scientists they want to be astronauts because of the stuff that they're consuming on tiktok because whereas kids in the rest of the world are busy watching people dancing which is fine dancing is nice but like <laughs> let me not use dancing as well they're watching people doing strange things on the tiktok in China, they are watching Six Minutes Craft and these things that just kind of build a kid's curiosity curiosity, and um, interest in specific fields of work have just made them shift towards a different um, interest, you know, as compared to the rest of all. And I feel like, you know, it's probably the same intention here with them buying Alibaba and Tencent units to kind of regulate the stuff that is being sent out to people to consume in the tech sphere. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's inherently a bad thing, right? I don't know much about um, China that wasn't said from an explicitly, like, anti-Chinese perspective. So, look, I saw a very interesting article yesterday that I'm going to just talk about, about Zimbabwe's next general elections and how it will be a litmus test to see if it can be readmitted into the Commonwealth. As if anyone would want to be readmitted into the Commonwealth, there's nothing special about being part of the Commonwealth. But essentially, the it's very interesting that this kind of conversation is coming up as there's, I don't, I don't remember what Zimbabwe had said to stop exporting to the Western world. I forgot, but there's something that Zimbabwe decided we're not going to exploit it anymore. Like, we're going to just keep it within the country. So, just to read a few quotes from this article saying, UK legislators are divided on Zimbabwe's bid to be readmitted to the Commonwealth. Continued isolation of Zimbabwe from the Commonwealth will make China a stronger ally of Harare. <laughs> and then, like, legislators argue that there are countries far worse than Zimbabwe in the Commonwealth with regards to human rights violations. And the number one, obviously, being the UK
a thing where like they are trying in my in my opinion to kind of prevent the rise of like some sort of a connection between china and africa in terms of like diverting this unequal north south relations between africa and europe like just bringing an end to it by instead collaborating with china like the way the it's villainized whenever it like gives or donates xyz to africa very interesting times in my opinion <sighs> wow <laughs> thank you so much guys for listening to the first installment of islamic show i hope you enjoyed it i hope uh, i wasn't too disoriented next time if i do this i'm going to make sure that it's a synced well researched well written and more enjoyable to listen to hopefully i can only pray that it will be and um there are many things that i mentioned here that will definitely be included in future episodes with uh, more you know facts to back up any claims made by myself i me and until the next episode which will definitely be an actual essay <laughs> that is actually well researched and everything um, until then stay safe stay dandy goodbye